Hey, this is Lauren Hargrove, co-pastor of Gravetop Church with the Revive Moms podcast. I hope this message makes a difference in your life and truly revives your soul. Enjoy. So today's message is called Living the Life. <laughs> Living the Life. And so I want you to stop and take a look around into your life right now. Maybe not literally, but just think about your life. What do you see right now? How many of the things you see are things that you prayed for and desperately cried out to God for? Did you always dream maybe of being a mother to children you now are caring for daily? Did you always dream of being in love with your spouse and enjoying someone to walk through life with? Did you imagine your own home with your own decorative style and a place to call yours? Whether it's a house you own or rent or even an apartment, it's all a place that you call home. Did you always imagine being able to stay home with your kids and enjoy 24-7 time with them? Or did you dream of being able to own your own business or work for your dream job and just make a difference? Did you envision being part of ministry and serving God with your talents? What are the things that you used to sit with yourself, maybe with God, a friend, or your spouse, and just daydream about together as you eagerly anticipated it being fulfilled? What are some of the things that you used to daydream about that maybe right now you are sitting in the middle of? You know, for me, I remember sitting with Homer many times and laughing and imagining different scenarios of what it would be like to be parents. I remember when we'd have dates whenever we'd wanted and we'd go to Starbucks when Starbucks, you know, was the only place we could go to um, back in Del Rio. And, you know, we'd sit there and be like, oh my gosh, imagine we'd have kids, it'd be so cute. And like, we'd just talk about, oh, imagine like, you know, when they start walking or we start taking them here or there, like all those different things. And we'd even imagine, you know, how we discipline them, like, oh, just like, oh, so cute, like, no, don't do that, you know, and just think of these silly scenarios. We couldn't wait for it. Well, fast forward, here we are today, living the life. (laughs) You know, it's really funny because um, we always say that around our house, and we're just like, hey, how's it going? So, just living the life, you know, and there's like, yes, there's some slight sarcasm to it, but, you know, we really are living the life in a sense, right? Um, you know, we recognize that this is what we prayed for and God has been so good to us. But then it's funny because on our tough days when it's really challenging, which is most days, but some days Homer and I will look at each other and be like, Hey, you know, how's it going? How are you feeling? Oh, just living the life. And the other day I was like, Hey baby to joy. I was like, how are you doing? She's like, Oh mom, just living the life. (laughs) So, you know, they really catch on to everything you say, but that was really funny. So you know, for us, we are in the midst of some of our dreams. We are parents to not just one, but three beautiful children. We are pastors of a church plant. We have been married nine years going on forever. We have a comfortable home for now and enjoying the blessings that God has graciously given us. But is it hard? Heck yes. Would I change it? Heck no. I anticipated increased responsibilities and challenges to accompany my blessings, but I didn't truly understand how hard it would be until I was in the midst. So many times we are in the midst of all we prayed for, hoped for, but our vision has become so distracted 
by the struggle that we miss the powerful miracle of what is right before us. We miss that this is all we ever wanted and desired. We get so caught up in the chaos, the setbacks, the frustrations, and the responsibilities that we begin to be overwhelmed by our blessings. Any blessing will come with responsibility. Sometimes we think, well, once I get my dream house, blessings, uh, sorry, my dream car, have kids, get married, find a new friend, have a billion dollars in the savings, get promoted, etc., then we will be worry-free and we'll truly be living the life. But each of these things come with the weight of responsibility. You have to clean, maintain, fix up your dream house. You have to take care of your car and all its intricate needs. You have to feed and bathe and take care of your kids every single day. You have to make efforts to love your spouse and invest in that relationship. It's not supposed to simply serve your emotional needs. You have to put in work. Living the life requires hard work, perseverance, grit, and a heart of gratefulness. So today we're going to talk about the realities of living the life full of the blessings we always dreamt of. Granted, many of us here are still waiting for those answered prayers. But in this season, if we look around, I'm almost certain that there are many fulfilled dreams already all around us. And so today we're going to talk about three points. And that is the first one is God's blessings. The second one is the weight of responsibility. And the third one is take it all in. So let's start with the first point, and that's God's blessings. Let's talk about that. That sounds good. I want to hear about that. You know, the truth is, is God is such a good father. He desires to bless his children in the same way we love blessing ours, but even greater. As we continue to seek after him, follow his leading, be obedient to his calling, you will begin to see his blessings become more and more evident in your life. But let me stop and say this. This is not any prosperity gospel teaching that I'm sharing. This is not to trick you into thinking you are entitled to God's blessings because you're a good person or have earned it by righteous living. This doesn't mean you won't experience trials and hard times where his blessing is hard to find because you will. If you experience challenging times, it doesn't always mean you did something wrong or you're in trouble with God. Sometimes life just happens and it's hard. But all this to say, the truth is, is God desires to bless you in many ways. Blessings aren't just wads of cash that magically appear in your hand by an angel that happens to be passing by. It's more than money. It's more than material blessings. Though that is one way that God will bless you. There are so many others. He knows exactly what we need and what we even want. He promises to provide our needs and he always desires to fulfill our wants according to his will. So if you've been believing that God is mad at you, that you are unworthy of his blessings, that you've messed up too many times, that you are being punished or that you are not good enough to receive his blessings that's a lie god loves to put a smile on your face by blessing you 
All he asks in return is your whole heart. He loves you and he has amazing plans and blessings waiting to be released for you and your children and the generations to come. God's blessings. I'm going to read a couple verses here. The first one is a little bit longer, but bear with me. In Deuteronomy 28, 1 through 14, it says this. If you fully obey the Lord your God and carefully keep all his commands that I am giving you today, the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations of the world. You will experience all these blessings if you obey the Lord your God. Your towns and your fields will be blessed. Your children and your crops will be blessed. The offspring of your herds and flocks will be blessed. Your fruit baskets and breadboards will be blessed. Wherever you go and whatever you do, you will be blessed. The Lord will conquer your enemies when they attack you. They will attack you from one direction, but they will scatter from you in seven. The Lord will guarantee a blessing on everything you do and will fill your storehouses with grain. The Lord your God will bless you in the land he is giving you. If you obey the commands of the Lord and walk in his ways, the Lord will establish you as his holy people as he swore he would do. Then all the nations of the world will see that you are a people claimed by the Lord and they will stand in awe of the blessing they will stand in all of you. The Lord will give you prosperity in the land he swore to your ancestors to give you. Blessing you with many children, numerous livestock, and abundant crops. The Lord will send rain at the proper time from his rich treasury in heavens and will bless all the work you do. You will lend to many nations, but you will never need to borrow from them. If you listen to these commands of the Lord your God that I'm giving you today, and if you carefully obey them, the Lord will make you the head and not the tail. You will always be on top and never at bottom. You must not turn away from any of the commands I'm giving you today, nor follow after the gods and worship them. This verse is jam-packed, and it is so powerful. And there's a couple of things that stick out to me. It starts off by saying, if you fully obey God and keep his commands. That's not saying if you are fully like this perfect Christian, like if you just have it all together, like 24 seven, then God's got you, girl, you're blessed. No, but it's saying if you just fully obey him, if you continue to pursue him, continue to walk after him, continue to follow him and allow him to be the Lord of your life and obey what he's telling you. And everything that he commands and tells us to do is not just to be this mean totalitarian father. It's to protect us. His commands are a, a boundaries and a road that lead to a life of blessing. It's not just for fun to put these rules so he could feel all big and bad. Okay. So he's saying, if you simply listen to me, just like we tell our children, I'm like, if you listen to me, and play on the playground and not run in the street, you will be safe and you will have fun and you can enjoy this. But if you don't listen, then there is harm on the other side. And so God is simply saying, just listen to me as your father, follow me. And then I love how it says, he will bless you in every single way. He went in depth here and says, your crops, your herds. I mean, what does this look like for our life? Everything that we do, what we pursue, you know, our businesses, our family, 
our food, every single thing will be blessed. He says you will have many children. And if you think about it, when he gives you more, uh, in this verse, for example, more fruit, more flocks, more children, those are blessings. It is literally labeling those as blessings and giving you more and more. But how many of you know that all of those things require work? require maintenance, require responsibilities, require you to steward over and take care of children, livestock, food, crops, all of these things that the Lord is blessing us with and we see as good and we're praying for are going to require some responsibility on our end. And that's what we're going to talk about more later in our message But what I wanted to do by sharing this verse is show you that God wants to bless you in crazy ways and in every way. And so all he asks us to do is just fully follow him. The last two verses I'll share is James 1, 17. It says, every good thing given and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shifting shadow Every good thing in your life, every perfect gift is from the hand of God. And so many times it's easy to be like, oh yeah, that was just a coincidence or, oh, I earned that. I earned that vacation, you know, reward from my job. I earned this kid. I earned, I I don't know, you know, not even saying any of y'all are saying that, but it's so easy to be like, you know, yes, you worked hard. You took responsibility, but every good thing in our life is from God. He desires to give that to you. And the last one is pretty relevant for most of us. And it talks about children. It says, children are a gift from the Lord. They are a reward from him. And so sometimes we have to be reminded that, you know, look around and you're like, I don't know if I'm, you know, God's blessed me. You have children, you know, for those of us who do right now, God has blessed you with children. That is a gift from him. A reward from him and maybe on the hard days where maybe your children are um, maybe not on their best behavior maybe you need this verse to remind you oh you precious little gift come here you know my little sweet reward come here you know remind yourself that those beautiful rambunctious children are a gift from God and so God desires to bless you let's move on to our second point it's probably the heaviest one here and it's called the weight of responsibility the weight of responsibility we all want to be blessed everyone is praying for a blessing but no one truly expects the weight of the responsibility that follows every blessing requires a level of stewardship you are now responsible for the blessing you have received for example a child so many of us have prayed for a child even cried as we waited to conceive, myself included, we longed to be a mommy. Once that blessing came into the world, we were excited, overjoyed, and then the fatigue set in. The no breaks lifestyle became a reality. The quick trips to the store turned into one you have to prepare snacks for, entertainment, extra clothes, and real tantrums, fights in the car seat, and endless demands from your toddler, all to get home and somehow unload while preparing lunch for your hungry and tired kids. It's not just a trip to the store. Responsibility. Another example is a husband. Many of us have waited and prayed and longed for a companion to take long walks on the beach with. 
to have sex with whenever you want. <laughs> to take vacations with and have cute little babies with. Oh, it'll be so cute, babe. When we have little babies, it'll be like a cute little happy family. And then years go by and it takes effort and intention to love your spouse in the midst of all the chaos of life. It is intention. It is our responsibility, I'm sorry, to determine the health of our marriage. Without investment and intention, it will take a toll on our marriage. It is up to us to keep the spice and passion alive. It won't just happen. And yes, some of you are thinking, well, it takes two, girl. Yes, it does. You're 100% right. But all we can do as women is do our part. <laughs> yes, and it's yeah well, it's very true yeah it does take two and and sometimes you know where it might feel like as women you're the only one trying and sometimes that's all you can do is your part but you know it for me sometimes in the midst of our crazy days i'm i can be just so stressed out because it's so much and i'm like i'll stop and homer's like giving me a kiss and a hug while the kids are pulling each other's hair and i'm like yeah babe but like and then i remind myself like oh I'm sorry. Love you too. Okay, let me go pull this one off the other kid, you know? And and it's like we all want to have that that loving, healthy relationship, but in the midst of chaos, it takes extra intention, extra investment because it's not as easy as before. Let me find my place here. I just lost it. Okay. Um so yes, another example for us would be planning a church, right? Everyone's everyone is pursuing different things here, but for us that was another example. Planning a church. That's our dream. It sounds adventurous, exciting, full of faith, full, a faith-filled journey, all while making a difference in many people's lives for Christ. But here's the thing is it takes time. It takes late nights of counseling, all of our resources and finances, hours and hours of preparing messages, graphics, slides, setting up for church, tearing down for church, investing in people, caring for people, and being hurt by people and so much more responsibility these are all blessings we prayed for and longed for and each of them requires so much responsibility so many times we want the blessing but as soon as we begin to feel the weight of the responsibility that comes with it we want to give up turn around abandon ship and reject the blessings altogether of course, many of us would not abandon our kids and be like, okay, this is too much. Like, you're too much. I've got to go. But here's the sad reality is that many people have. Um, I know all of us here, you know, aren't and would can never imagine. But there's been really sad, unfortunate stories of children abandoned because parents have, you know, children and the responsibility is so heavy. You know, we rather run away and live a comfortable yet unsatisfying life because we are not willing to hold up the weight that comes with the blessing. And it makes me think of a story in the Bible of uh, um, Joseph. For those of you who may or may not have heard his story, I was, I was looking for it because um, I wanted to share like the specific scriptures. But here's the thing is that story is a long story. Um, and I, if I shared the whole story that I wanted to really get the point across, it'd take up so much. So I'm just going to give you my point of his story in a nutshell and uh god bless joseph dude like joseph was a man who um truly followed god who truly 
had the heart of God, was devoted to him. And God gave him a dream when he was younger, a dream that he was going to lead many people and be head honcho one day, right? And he told his brothers and his brothers like, nah, dude, you ain't going to do that. You're just little old Joseph. And they, they, they hated him and they were jealous of him, right? Fast forward into his life. God began to bless him. I mean, his story has, uh, he has so many, um, parts of his journey where he's in the palace and he's thrown into prison then he's in the palace again. And then he's put in charge of all these different things. And in each season of his life, when he was persecuted, when he was promoted, all these different times, he still followed God. He still, even when he was in prison, he decided to honor God and work hard as if he was working for the Lord. Even in prison, they promoted him to a place of higher rank, even though he was a prisoner, because he had a heart after God and a heart, a, a heart that was not afraid to work hard. And to, it, it, you get my point. He was a legit guy who followed God and who worked hard. And this, his story continued to show, and there was parts where it said, and then God blessed him. And then God blessed him again. And as I kept reading his story one day, I realized that it said, and God blessed him. And then it followed with more responsibility. It followed with, he became ruler over many people. God blessed him. And I looked, I was like, wait a second. God's blessing equals God giving you more responsibility. And you might be thinking like, oh, I don't want that. What does that mean though? Responsibility is something that God is trusting you with. You have proved yourself loyal and faithful to be trusted with great things, to be trusted with God's people, to be trusted with the children that he's given you, with the business he's given you, with the people that God has given you um, influence over, he has trusted you with. Whatever you're doing in your life, whatever workspace you're in, whatever children he's given you, whatever husband you have, God has trusted you and knew that you were the right fit for this influence, for this opportunity to make it a difference. And that requires for you to steward it and to be responsible over it. And responsibility shouldn't have a bad rap. Like, oh, I don't want that. That's too much. Why? It's because nowadays, you know, I officially sound old. People don't want to work hard. You know, like, don't even get me started. <laughs> like, anyways. And so, but it is so important to realize that just like Joseph, God saw him faithful and approved and he blessed him. And how did he bless him? By promoting him and giving him more responsibility and trusting him to make a difference with greater influence. And so, you know, we're talking about the weight of responsibility that comes with blessing. I'm going to read two more verses on this point. And this one, Proverbs 24:10. it says, if you fail under pressure, your strength is too small. At first, you might read that and think that, well, that's insulting. Like, it's too much for me. Like, I've read it before and be like, dang, like, I suck. <laughs> I failed. Like, I, it's too much for me. But then when I read it again, I realized there's more to this verse. And the bigger the blessings, more responsibility is required. This requires us to grow and to become stronger in order to carry the weight. Nowadays, we run away from challenge and growth because it feels uncomfortable. But if we truly want to live out our purpose, if we want to live the life and fulfill our dreams, we must grow and stretch 
I've experienced many seasons of tremendous growth. I'm sure all of us have. And those seasons were typically my most difficult ones. I feel like I've grown the most in my most difficult seasons. And I have to say, I've had crazy ones that I feel like motherhood has definitely been one of the most challenging seasons of growth. It has given me such a grand opportunity to grow. It brings so much out of you. You find strength that you've never imagined you have. I mean, try functioning with no sleep and having to take care of your children and and trying to be joyful at the same time because you love them. And, And not only that, taking care of every other responsibility you have. That is a whole new strength that I never knew I had. I also have learned patience like no other. I mean, hello. And really all the fruits of the spirit have given me so much opportunity to grow like big time. So we have a choice to either fall under the weight of it all or stand up tall, push through and find the stronger woman waiting to be unleashed. You know, so if we fell under pressure, your strength is too small. How do I see this now is That's not the end of our story. We may have fallen under the pressure many times, me included. But if we get back up, we need to realize that, okay, I may have fallen. This may have been too much for me, but I'm going to grow now. This just is showing me that I have room to grow, to get stronger. And one day, this thing that I feel like I fell under that was too much for me, I'm going to be able to lift it up higher and it won't take me down again because I'm going to grow in this season i'm going to be able to hold up the weight of this blessing because in this season i will learn i will grow and i will be stretched and we will no longer fail under the pressure because our strength will no longer be too small but be much greater and i'll end on this this verse for this point matthew 25 29 and it says to those who use well what they are given even more will be given and they will have an abundance But from those who do nothing, even what little they have will be taken away. This verse really shows me the power of being a good steward over what God has given you. When God has given you influence, when God has given you promotion, when he's given you children, all these great things, when you do well with it, when you are a good steward over it, take great responsibility, God will give you more. For me, as I read this verse and even hear what I'm saying, I'm like, hey, God, Thank you. If you think I'm doing a great job with my children right now, I thank you for that. And I would, but I'm good. I don't need more right now. Um, you know, I love them so much and yeah. So of course I'm joking. Um, well not really, but my point is, is God will give you more. Um, but whenever we're just not a good steward over what God has given us and we're just like, you know, not willing to grow and do those things, well then you know, the rest of the verse explains that he understands that, right? So it's okay. And, um, you know, we're not growing in that area, but the weight of responsibility, let's, um, go ahead and go to our last point here as we close up. And that is take it all in, take it all in. So I want you to take a deep breath and just take it all in. I caught myself a couple days ago as I was washing dishes and I was looking over the counter to make sure the kids weren't putting each other in a headlock like they usually do. They're running crazy, but I had to get the dishes done. I was feeling overwhelmed because the house was a mess 
I was tired. The kids were going crazy. And I missed my husband, who happened to be standing right there. But I just missed being able to just be with him like old times. I was moody, and I just wanted a break. So it was kind of like one of those days, right? And I'm just washing dishes. And I'm like, guys, stop, stop, you know, stop. And then I just felt the Holy Spirit whisper to me, this is all what you prayed for for so long. I, I felt him just saying, like, take a moment and look around. I know it's crazy, but this is what you've always wanted. You're living the life. This is the answer to your prayer. A house full of crazy kids is what you dreamed of. You know, your husband to do life with is what you dreamed of. Washing dishes, saying, God, I, I want to wash dishes one day while my kids are playing. Like, this is what you've always dreamed of. You know, I prayed for the amazing husband, which I have. I cried for God to give me children, which he did. I was passionate about serving in ministry, which we are. And here I am in the middle of the promise. Yes, I am the first to admit that it's hard, especially the aspect of motherhood. And I think as women, it is so important to be okay with admitting that, to not be ashamed about talking about the challenges. But at the same time, I was reminded how important it is to stop and be grateful for the beautiful mess. I looked at my kids in that one moment and I just, in my head, just said, thank you, God. But honestly, I genuinely was like, Thank you for giving me these children. Thank you for my marriage. Thank you for our life. And though most days are overwhelming, I was filled with gratefulness. And so for you, as you look at your life right now, you might see a mess. You might see unchecked to-do lists, unanswered prayers, unsolved mysteries. You might see health issues and countless other frustrations. But let's shift our focus right now. Stop and think, what answered prayers can you see right now in your life? What promise are you sitting in right now? Whatever it is, I encourage you to stop and just give God thanks for it. For your kids, your husband, your family, your career, your health, your business, whatever it is. Embrace it and take it all in. You know, the truth is, is this season won't last forever. This season right here with all the special memories that and beautiful moments you've been enjoying. And also this season with all the challenges and frustrations that it has. It's not going to last forever. So cherish the beautiful moments and remind yourself that the frustrating moments will pass. Take it all and know that God has answered your heart's desires and he will continue to do so as the years unravel. And it makes me think, you know, of the story of the Israelites. Um, I also was going to include that, but I was like, that's too long. But when they were traveling, God told them, I'm going to lead you to a promised land. He took them out of Egypt, was taking them to a promised land. A trip that could have taken a couple days took them 40 years when they finally got to the promised land after waiting, like, God, like, when are we going to get here? Through those 40 years, there's so much that happened, but they grew. They were strengthened. They learned. It all developed them to be able to inherit the promised land. And guess what? Once they entered that promised land, they're like, all right, here we are. Like, here we are. Finally here. They were faced with giants that they didn't expect to see. They thought the promised land was going to be ours. 
here we are and it's going to be clear and ready for me. But they got there and it was blessed, but it had giants that they had to face and fight and destroy to be able to enjoy it. And I feel like so many times as mothers, but not even just mothers, as women, we get to our promise and here we are. I had my first baby. You know, I had my kids. I'm married. I'm happy. Like, oh, and then you're like, wait a second. I didn't expect I'm here. This is what I always dreamed of. I didn't expect this. I didn't expect to encounter this in my marriage or this as a mother or this in my life. But you are still in the promised land. And that only shows just like the Israelites. They had to face those giants and deal with them and slaughter them and get rid of them and move on and move forward to enjoy what God has given you. And some of them decided to retreat and not into the promised land because they were too intimidated by the giants. They decided to compromise and settle for much less. And they didn't realize that if they fought those giants, that they have the Lord of heaven's armies on their side and they already had the victory. They allowed the giants to intimidate them and to cause them to fear so much that they didn't inherit what God gave them already. And so we can't be afraid of these giants. We have to just move past them and know that God has given us these promises, our children, and our life. And so ending on a couple of verses, we will close up. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18 says, Always be joyful. Never stop praying. Be thankful in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you who belong to Jesus Christ. Be thankful in all circumstances. There it is in the beautiful mess. Hebrews 13, 15 says, Through Jesus, therefore, let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise, the fruit of the lips that openly profess his name. This is saying to continuously offer a sacrifice. It's not always easy to praise God. Sometimes it's a sacrifice. But it says, let us continuously just say, God, thank you. Even if you're crying, God, thank you for my life and for this, this, and that. In Psalms 9, 1, it says, I will give thanks to you, Lord, with all my heart, and I will tell of all your wonderful deeds. I will tell of all your wonderful deeds. What promise are you sitting in right now that we have to take a step back and thank God for again? I hope you enjoyed today's message. We'd love to connect with you. Follow Revive Moms on Instagram and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or Spotify. If Revive Moms has been life-giving to you, then we'd love to connect with you as a church family. To learn more about Gravetop Church, visit gravetop.com or follow us on social media at Gravetop Church. Thanks for listening.